Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast on all things magic and pop culture. What? We're on what? I didn't say anything. What are you laughing at? <laughs> we just listen to Eddie Murphy, you know, it just gets me in the mood. The party all the time. That's like our new theme song. I'm not kidding. Hey, everyone. I'm Liam, the daughter. I'm Lauren, the mom. So what's up, girl? What's going on? Nothing. I'm feeling good today. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Last week was a rough week. You <laughs> were a nightmare. <laughs> Like, you were a bitch of epic proportion. I told her she was t- testing her Mariah Carey yellow m I already M&Ms. told you I am practicing for my diva status. I don't think you need to practice. You got it. You, <laughs> you got, got it. that bitch down, girl. You want oh, to explain? Know. It's so cranky. What? <laughs> Do you want to explain? <laughs> explain what? Why I was a bitch? <laughs> you what? called me a fucking bitch. I know. You were so cranky. <laughs> and I was cranky and then you made me crankier? Yeah. It happens sometimes, guys. It does. It does. It's only love here. It is. I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> hey, I have something to tell you. What is it? I've been hiding this from you all week. Oh, no. Just what to is get it? your reaction. What? Are you ready? Oh, God. What is it? Okay, if you guys don't know, I, like, love Denzel Washington. Oh, you sure do. Like, you sure do. I used to have... Okay, this is embarrassing. I used to have a cardboard cutout yes. of Denzel. I have all of his movies. Yes. Like, he... You had you had a five-by-seven glossy on your <laughs> nightstand for years. <laughs> for tell years. Don't anyone that. You loved him. I, do, I still do. Yeah. Do you know what I found out? What? He's a Capricorn. <gasps> <laughs> O-M-G. <laughs> Can we talk? Can we talk about this? Because I'm like actually kind of upset. Oh no! Let's Say see. okay. If you're just tuning in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I'm just kind of joking, but like not really. Capricorn. I'm an Aquarius, and if I had to choose one sign that like romantically is a, it's a no. that's a no that's for a me. No for you. It's a Capricorn, and I'm out. Some of my best friends are Capricorns, mm-hmm. but like romantically, it, that's a no for me. Mm-hmm. And Denzel is a Capricorn. Well, Denzel's old enough to be like your grandpa, so I we mean, romantic, to, like romantically, I don't. He was my crush, though. He was like he when was, you were little. He was number one. <laughs> yeah, when you were little. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like me when I was little and everybody was listening to the BGs and Andy Gibb. Yeah, yeah. And I had, um, and I was a fan of Lowe. And I had Barry Manilow hung up in my locker. It's an odd choice, Lore. Well, I know. I don't know where that came from. I don't know either. But I mean, like, you know, all of all of the what's, kids. What's he sing? Mandy? Brandy? No. no. What's it called? Mandy. Mandy. <laughs> Copacabana. At, At the, the Copa. I was a fan of Lowe. I told you I had a beach towel and I was a card tote (laughs) member of the fan club. I am not even lying. You had a beach towel? No wonder I was, you know, ostracized from the other children at school. I wonder, (laughs) hey, Google Barry Manilow's birthday because now now I'm curious. What's he? What's his sign? Because, like, I'm a little, I'm a little. I, I cannot believe I was like low key in love with a Capricorn. Like I need to reevaluate. Wow, you were June seventeenth, nineteen forty three. 
no. so is he a cancer? Gemini? He'd be a Gemini. Gemini. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Gemini. That's See? interesting. That is interesting. Romantically, Gemini's for you, that's a no. That is a no. That is a no. I, I Are we learning something about ourselves here? Because I feel like I am. <laughs> young, and, young and foolish. Young and foolish. <laughs> Attracted to the danger zone, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because, yeah. like, I'm not even kidding. Okay, so my birthday is January 28th. Mm-hmm. And Denzel's is December 28th, mm-hmm. a month before. So every right. year when it hits December 28th, I'm like, happy birthday, Denzel. I love you so much. <laughs> And then to like a few days ago, I was like, "Oh, oh my, my fucking god. god, that's a Capricorn! That's a fucking Capricorn!" Wow, mind blown. Are you I like never thought about it? So that's what I have to say to you. I've been hiding that from you all week, <laughs> all week. Wow, that had to been difficult for you. Did you see me tearing up a little bit the one day, and I was like, "I can't talk about it." <laughs> that <laughs> was that. You, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. <laughs> my God. Uh, I did want to talk about something else. Uh oh, what? Um, so I'm, I'm glad you've got talking points today. I do. I'm feeling good. I'm all out. Like I've had a good couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, I'm like appreciating mm-hmm. everything in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I love where I am. I yeah. love who's in my life. I have some yeah. of the best friends. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of love going around. I'm just, I'm just basking in the love. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is kind of, that's not yeah <laughs> typical of me. Yeah, usually Daria. Oh, yeah. I'm a little bit of a downer. So the fact that I'm like, I'm riding the wave, you know, I'm just, try- I'm trying a new You're thing. Picking up those good vibrations. I am. <laughs> I'm picking up, you know. I am a little bit. Awesome. I love to see that. Yeah. Like I want a You're major. You're kind of glowing a little. Am I? Yeah. I want a major award in school. You did. That's so wonderful. Yeah. Like I know everyone on this podcast thinks that I'm dumb oh, but- <laughs> because I can't figure out what two plus two What's is. two plus two? It's four. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm smart um, because I can't do simple math. But uh, yeah, I won like a. There's an award given out every course mm-hmm. uh, for who the best was yeah. in class, and I and got what was it. this award for storytelling. How fun! That is you're a good fun. storyteller. Oh, ouch! Thanks. Don't make me cry. So I'm kind of like I'm just I don't know. I'm yeah. happy. That, well, you should be. Yeah. Achievements should be awarded. Yeah, right? And so, recognized. I'm not dumb, guys. I want a major award. <laughs> Fuck. Fragile. <laughs> Fragile. Well, I do have a bone to pick with okay, you this what? week because you told everybody after last week's episode that we were keeping it Yule festive. Okay, we lied. We did. I thought maybe we needed curveball. Like, curveball. And then you changed the game right in the middle I of the week. I thought we maybe needed a little break. Did you? From the uh, Christmas from the, festivities. From the Yule festivities. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, hey, we're we're in it now. We're committed. Yeah, so like, okay, so my topic, this is going to lead into my topic. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. to prepare for my topic today, mm-hmm. I went back and listened to our very first episode. Oh, jeepers. And, wow. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't. Right. But, wow, I was shy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now, like, every other word out of your mouth is an F-bomber. Or a burp. Or burp, yeah. Like I'm just letting it fly. Yeah, I'm waiting for the flatulence to. <laughs> it it might have. It... <laughs> Go back and listen. You might you might hear so the very first episode. This is number thirty. We're recording. We're recording number hey. thirty. 
Dude, that's, that's exciting. What an, talk about an achievement, right? Congratulations to the whole team. To the whole three of us and Anouk. And Anouk. So, yeah, I went back and listened um, because my topics kind of relate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, so I was really shy. Yeah. Which is kind of unlike me because I'm not, like, mm. uh, I'm a little, like, fiery. Like, when you yes. know me. So yeah. then to go back, like, I've really come a long way and I'm more confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, like, nervously, you were nervous. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if other people could pick up on yeah. that, but I could because I know you. Know you. Me. I, I'm not usually in the forefront. I know. Neither of us are. Yeah, no. We're introverts. I know. But, like, mm-hmm. look how far we've come. Yeah. It's 30 and I'm, like... Bitch, I got this shit. I'm confident as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I think it's awesome. I just wanted to say, like, I hope that if you listen to the first episode, like you're still here. You just keep listening. Yeah. Keep listening. It gets hey, better. But I think that's the, I mean, it's the same if you watch any television show. Oh. Like when we watch television series and stuff, it's like the first season is already like, you know, you always have to power through because it's character development and people are learning and they're, you know, you're dipping your getting toe. In, getting in their groove. Yeah. You know? So I'm proud of us. I think we found our groove really fast mm-hmm. and I don't know, like I'm yeah. really proud of all of us and it's the 30th episode and I'm a little bit in my feels and it's fine. I mean, when you look at the set, I mean, we had like a freaking black drape in the back <laughs> and with two poles hanging it up and, you know, uh, you know, we've been able to purchase some equipment and, you know, I know and, I that's mean, really exciting. It is. It, and it's, uh, you know. I'm excited in 30 more episodes. Like, so for where this, we'll be, where we'll be. Yeah. Like, I really am because we've come such a long way. Yeah. And thank all of you guys. Like, yes. we really do thank appreciate you. all of you for being along yeah. on this ride. And we sure do. <laughs> oh, and no. we've got some great things planned. So we do. We do. And it's exciting. And I can't wait. Oh my God. I'm so excited. You know, and also, like, you've already informed me that I have to do the hot wing challenge or something yeah so if you haven't checked out our patreon i would advise that you go do that the link is going to be in our show notes um it's patreon.com slash uncle bob's magic cabinet but uh we're gonna do the hot ones challenge which is like eating progressively spicy wings while answering uh fan questions that's gonna be on patreon remember that time jake (laughs) gave me that spicy nut (laughs) that spicy nut and it's like all my nuts are spicy Stop that cut right out now. my gas and light. <laughs> yeah, neither like, of us are really good with spicy food. No. Um, my favorite hot sauce is... Um, is it Frank's? It's Frank's. Yeah. <laughs> That's not that hot. That's about as hot as I go. So we're going to eat spicy vegan wings while answering questions. So if you haven't already, oh, join our Patreon Lord. so you can, you know, that's a New I'm Year's ter- video I'm coming. Ter- I'm terrified about that. I am too a little bit. I, I'm losing a little sleep, but it's fine. Yeah. All right, you ready to get into the topic? Girl, I'm ready. All right, so because it's our 30th episode, mm-hmm, and I felt mm-hmm. like that was big. Yeah. Okay. That's and, a, my, and that's a milestone. It is a milestone. And I wanted to take a little bit of a break from the holiday. Just, you know, maybe mm-hmm. some people weren't interested in elves. In and, the Yule season. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to take a little break. Okay. So I thought, let's go back to our roots here a little bit. Do it. Our first episode. Uh-huh. I did Willow Rosenberg. Yes, from Buffy. From Buffy. Mm -hmm. And our namesake, Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, comes from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. So if you didn't somehow listen to the first episode uh, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the show, 
Uh, there is a magic shop mm-hmm. that is called the Magic Box, but before it was called the Magic Box, it was called Uncle Bob's, Bob's Magic, magic Cabinet. Cabinet. And right. that's where we got our name. So I was like, for the 30th episode, like, I got to go Buffy. You got to do it. I got to do you it. You got to do it. So I had to pick our favorite episode. You're mad. <sighs> I, I picked it and I was like, oh, Laura's going to be mad because she right. wanted to do it. That's, I mean, that that's totally fine. But it is one of my favorite episodes. It is. Yeah. And Buffy. Right. It is called Tabula Rasa mm-hmm. is the name of the episode. Um, and that's going to kind of be my lesson today. So buckle in, bitches. Yep, buckle up. (laughs) All right, so it is season six, episode eight of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the series. Mm -hmm. Um, And it aired in 2001. Holy shit. Wow, I feel old. Holy shit. Right? Wow. 19 years. Did I do that math? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking check me. Yay. Yay. Everyone clap for me. Confetti springing out. (laughs) When I do simple math, right? We should. (laughs) Balloons. (laughs) Champagne popped. Fuck. I swear I'm smart. I won an award. Okay. (laughs) Okay. The cast of Buffy um, is Sarah Michelle Gellar Mm -hmm. as Buffy Ann Summers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Allison Hannigan is Willow Rosenberg, who's my favorite. Nicholas Brendan is Xander Harris. Emma Caulfield is Anya Jenkins. Anthony Head (laughs) is Rupert Giles. Uh, James Marsters is Spike. Mm -hmm. Getting (laughs) okay. Michelle Trachtenberg is Dawn. Uh (laughs) You're like she is the most annoying character ever. She fucking was. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Michelle Trachtenberg is nice as pie, but that character was god awful. But your favorite when you were a kid, Harriet the Spy. I didn't love Harriet. You love that movie. I did. Yeah. Okay. So she gets some redemption. Okay. Sorry, Michelle Trachtenberg. I mean no harm. (laughs) Um, If you don't know what Buffy the Vampire Slayer is, I suggest you go back and listen to our very first episode. And please don't judge a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It gets better. I promise. Um, A little rundown. Uh, Buffy is, you know, the chosen one. She has. I don't know, super strength and uh, she fights off vampires and uh, demons and all kinds Mm -hmm. of supernatural things uh, in a town called Sunnydale Mm -hmm. in California. Mm -hmm. No, it's not real. I asked you if it was real. (laughs) You did. I wanted to go visit there. It's it's not. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I thought that would have been obvious, but it's okay. (laughs) Okay. So here's a rundown of the episode again called Tabula Rasa. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to give you a heads up. This episode is an emotional roller coaster. It is, yes. Um, if you've seen the show, you'll understand. If you haven't, I I highly do suggest you go watch it. It's a good binge. Yes. You will love it if you've made it this far in our show. Um, it's definitely one of those. It's because it's got some extremely hilarious moments, but then it's like... Super serious, it's too. A heart, it's a heart tugger. It is. Yeah. Tugs on them strings, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's a little backstory. Um, in the episodes prior to this one, shit is going wrong for the whole Scooby gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Scooby gang is uh, the group of Buffy and her friends mm-hmm. that solve these, you know, mysteries, basically. That's right. why they call themselves the mm-hmm. Scooby gang. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone is a little out of it and wonky. They're not feeling themselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, Willow and Tara are a couple, and they're Buffy's friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, Willow is a super powerful witch, uh, and again, episode one is all focused on her. Right. So, uh, she has been using too much magic. 
And Tara, her girlfriend, is concerned and bothered by it because mm-hmm. she's using it for personal gain. She's, she's addicted. She's yeah. addicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They use it as kind of like a way to explore addiction, mm-hmm. uh, which is is really interesting. And I think that they do a good job of it. Some people disagree, but, right. you know, to each their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so Willow and Tara get in a fight. Mm-hmm. And Willow casts a spell on Tara to make her forget that the fight ever happened. Right. So she kind of wipes her memory. Mm -hmm. Okay, Buffy and Spike. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, are getting all hot. Hot and heavy. I wrote in my notes, hot, H-A-W-T. Hot. Hot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) James Marsters as Spike. But, like, they're, like, Girl. having sex that, like, tears down a building. And oh, yeah. I, I'm going to need Knocks you to go watch down. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, some pent up, uh, pent up sexual tension There's there. some steaminess, you know. <laughs> You'll feel all right mm-hmm. after watching yeah, a yeah. few of these seasons. Um, but she wants to move on from him because he's mm-hmm. a vampire. She thinks he's beneath her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's not very nice to mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a vampire. Right. But she, he does love her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's not very nice to him. So that's mm-hmm. a whole nother storyline, which I'm sure we'll get into at mm-hmm. some point. But yeah, um, she wants to move on. But right. he's like enamored with her. Yeah. Um, other shit is way wrong. Um, but I'm not going to spoil that because right. again, you need to watch the show. Uh, however, Willow tells Tara that she can uh, fix everything that's going wrong with right. all of all of them, all with of all of the friends. Scooby gang, yeah. with some magic. Right. And Tara is like... Bitch, what the fuck did I just say to you? <laughs> How do I have to spell it out? Excuse me. <laughs> have you, did you hear me? You're using too much magic. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tara tells Willow that she knows that Willow erased her memory mm-hmm. um, of the fight that they had and explains why that is a total violation of her and her mind. Right. And Willow is like, well, what do you mean? Like I violated you. Yeah. Um, and we're going to get to that because right. it's part of my lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, Tara tells her, and I have this in quotations because it's important. Um, you don't use magic to make a fight disappear. It's not what magic is for. Right. And that to me is like, yeah, like you don't use it to change people and you don't use it for personal gain. Correct. Right. I, ouch. It hurts a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's really sad. Mm -hmm. Um, so Tara decides to break up with Willow. Right. Um, because she can't get her shit together, basically, mm-hmm. and she crossed the line because right. she fucked with Tara's mind. Right. She put a spell on her and invaded her privacy, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Willow says that she will go a month without magic to make Tara stay. Like, right. she's going to prove herself to Tara. That she's not addicted to the magic. That she's not addicted right. to the magic. And Tara says if she can go one week, then they can talk mm-hmm. about maybe staying together. And what do you know? <laughs> One minute later. <laughs> Two seconds later. I said, girl doesn't even go 24 hours. Like, bitch, a month? <laughs> Who are you kidding? Um, Willow grabs a bag of flowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that The bag of flowers that she used in the episode prior to make mm-hmm. Tara's Mind. memory, yeah. you know, get wiped. Um, and she heads to the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And she says... No, that's not what she says. That's not what she says. (laughs) She says, and I quote, For Buffy and Tara, this I char, let Leith's bramble do its chore, purge their minds of memories grim, of pains from recent 
reasons, slight incense. When the fire goes out, when the crystal turns black, the spell will be cast. Tabula rasa, tabula rasa, tabula rasa. And when someone says something three times, <laughs> chances are it's not good. It's not going to go well. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, so uh, then she, you know, she does this incantation and she dips out. Mm-hmm. However, she leaves the bag of flowers next to the fireplace. Amateur move. What the hell are you doing? Amateur. And the whole bag ignites. So everyone, so everyone is Buffy, Willow, Tara, Xander, Anya, Giles, Spike, and Dawn. Uh, they're all gathered at the magic box, a.k.a. You said box. <laughs> <laughs> It's like in church. I bug P A C H. Stop it. I think you meant bog like a chicken. <laughs> I was thinking the classical <laughs> Johann Sebastian. <laughs> the magic Bach and not the band name called it, <laughs> and not Sebastian Bach from Skid Row. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, we've really taken a turn there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Have you understood any of that? <laughs> That's Lord. You're meant speak. to be here. Okay. Um. The magic box, (laughs) (laughs) a.k.a. Uncle Bob's magic cabinet, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, The bag of flowers catches fire, Mm -hmm. and everyone at the magic box (laughs) passes the fuck out. They pass out. (laughs) So the flowers go boom, and they go night-night. You got knocked (laughs) the the fuck fuck out. out. Oh, my God. So when everyone wakes up, they have no idea who they are. (laughs) And this is a funny as hell episode. Including Willow, right? (laughs) Including Willow, who casts a spell. She's like, who am I? Yeah. Um, Because Willow and Xander pass out on top of each other, like the way that they fell when they passed out. um, Willow's like cuddled, you know, cuddled. (laughs) She thinks they're a couple. They think they're a couple. They assume that they're a couple. Mm -hmm. Same goes for Anya and Giles. Mm -hmm, Because he owns the magic shop. Right. And like the way that they passed out, it looked like they were together. Romantic. Um, And if you know the show, you know that like Like, that's that's hilarious. not happening. (laughs) Uh, Spike thinks that his name is Randy because of a coat that he has on. It says belongs to like Randy. Um, And because both him and Giles are British, they assume that their father and son. His name is Randy Giles. (laughs) He's fancy as shag. He's like, you might as well have called me fancy as shag, Giles. And like, because I'm Randy. It's funny as hell. Honestly, that's all you got to know. Um, Okay, they try to leave the magic box, the magic box, to head to the hospital uh, to figure out what's going on. But there's a sea of vampires outside waiting to attack. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Um, Long story, very short. And they don't know what a vampire is. They don't know what a vampire is. Like, they have no memory is completely Mm -hmm. wiped. um, And that's important to my lesson. Mm -hmm. So, long story, very short. They are all... um, they all end up 
figuring out who they are Mm -hmm. before the spell is broken, right? Right. So Willow realizes she's kind of gay. Mm -hmm. Even though she wakes up thinking that she's with Xander, she realizes like, ooh, I kind of like Tara. Yeah, right. She's like, I think I'm kind of gay. So cute. Uh, Buffy... It like takes charge and slays the mm-hmm. vampires, mm-hmm. and so she kind of steps into who she actually is. Mm-hmm. Spike realizes obviously that he's a vampire, mm-hmm. right? Um, right? In the midst of the chaos, the black crystal uh, falls out of Willow's pocket and gets stepped on by Xander, causing the spell to break. Right. Um, everyone instantly after the crystal is stepped on realizes what happened. They realize who they are, and they realize that Willow cast the spell. Yep. You done fucked up, girl. You done fucked up. Shame on you. Yep. So, everyone is super sad, and Tara leaves Willow. To the sound of Michelle Branch (laughs) singing goodbye to you, Mm -hmm. which, Mm -hmm. random as hell. Random as hell. But you gotta love it. Yeah. Do you remember Michelle Branch? Like, where'd she go? What happened to her? I don't know. She's still making music. (laughs) She grew into a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, I don't know. (laughs) No, I haven't heard anything from her. I haven't either. Hmm. But, you know, she had a bop or two and it was in this. Yeah. Um, It ends with Buffy and Spike getting steamy. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I'm sorry for putting you on a roller coaster ride of emotion, but at least you get to end with some some steamy Spike and Buffy. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's some hot shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So my lesson. Okay, so that's the end of the episode. Yes. And I know if you haven't seen it, it might be a little confusing. But I think I did a pretty good job. I think Yeah, I understood. It's just hilarious with some heart tugs. Right. Mm -hmm. So my lesson here um, is... I have a few things. Okay. So Give it to me, girl. Tabula rasa is actually like a thing. Is it? Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, so again, Willow's spell, she said tabula rasa three times. Mm-hmm. And that's the name of the episode. Tabula rasa is actually a philosophy slash theory. Hmm. Okay. Did you know okay. this? I did not know I this. I didn't either. So the definition is uh, the mind in its hypothetical primary blank or empty state before receiving outside impressions. So something existing in its original pristine state. Like a baby being born. Yes. Yeah, so it is mm-hmm. the theory that you are born completely blank. Before you are jaded. Like, so there is nothing right. like no, I don't know, ancestral... Mm-hmm. Nothing's happening there. You were born completely blank. Clean slate. Clean slate. Uh, basically, the idea that all humans are born with the ability to become anything because mm-hmm. they are born completely empty. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, that's kind Interesting. of sad. <laughs> hmm. That makes me feel sad. I don't think that's sad. It's I think kind it's of weird like a little bit. You've got a clean slate to form your own, like, have your own experiences and form your own opinions before you are warped and jaded by... Right, but we're going to talk about this. Don't go down that road. Okay, yeah, go. Go, go. As she shed the tear. <laughs> so tabula, the word, means a plate or frame in which an inscription is carved. Okay. And rasa means essence or emotion. Hmm. So... That's I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, this would suggest that we are 100% a product of our environment and upbringing. Mm. And I tend to disagree with that. I okay. think it's a combination of nature mm-hmm. and nurture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this would be saying, like, no, it's mm-hmm. just your environment. Right. Um, I personally believe that, like, there are some things that are passed down. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um. 
And you're not born completely blank. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a completely blank slate. Right. You might have some challenges or mm-hmm. gifts. Yeah. Uh, well, and yeah, and I've like actually read articles where they say that the mother passes through her genetic DNA. Yeah. Her, her bullshit. Or, Literally. You know, yeah. Her baggage. Let's put it that right. way. You know. Like so, I I don't believe I don't completely agree with that. I think that it's very interesting, mm-hmm. and, and I'd like to hear other people's take on it. Yeah. Um. So that's what tabula rasa means. Interesting. And I liked that they actually like used a real word, used a real yeah. theory mm-hmm. uh, when giving her that spell mm-hmm. because she wipes Tara's memory clean. Yeah. So she's giving her a blank slate. Yeah. Well, it means right. what it means. Right. So that's interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so Leith's bramble mm-hmm. is the flower that mm-hmm. she uses in the spell and mm-hmm. that catches fire and blah, blah. Uh, it's not real. <laughs> it's not. And it looks like what they're using in the, if I'm correct, it looks like status, which is what you use to make wreaths, like decorative wreaths. Like a, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing like crazy. No. Yeah. So the book in which Willow reads, um, it's about the a flowering herb. Okay, and it states that it is used for spells of forgetting and mind control is what it says that Leeds a Bramble is. Um, it specifically states that when it is combined with cloves and milk thistle, it is incredibly powerful, which I found interesting because mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Right. And I even asked you, yeah, I'm you like, did. what, you know. Yeah. Um, from my research and you, you know, you're the herb gal, mm-hmm. uh, clove and milk thistle are used for expelling so I could see maybe how, like, you know, they took some creative liberties because expelling, mm-hmm. like, getting rid of memory, mm-hmm. expelling. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, cloves are a pretty powerful little herb. And, I mean, milk thistle, I look more as, like, protective. But Right. Yeah. That's what I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. The only thing I could find is that they, they are kind of used for expelling. Mm-hmm. Thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Basically, they took some creative liberties. Yeah. <laughs> like we talked about last right. week. Um, but my my big lesson here is I wanted to talk a little bit about spells because mm-hmm. I kind of realized that we haven't right really done like a lesson about spells. Right. Okay. So, what is a spell? Go. Okay. Is there a definition? <laughs> there is. Is there? Let me tell you. Um, give it to me. Okay, the definition is a magical formula intended to trigger a magical effect on a person or object. Um, in the magical world, these are usually performed by wizards or witches. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, basically it is when you focus your energy um, on a specific thing. Uh, to or intention yeah. to mm-hmm. reach a certain result. Yeah. Um, remember, I, I put this in there to, uh, you have to remember that magic is a tool. Right. Uh, so you have to go about it with the right intention. It's all on how you use mm-hmm. the tool. That is correct. Okay. Right. Um, it often involves herbs, candles, baths, uh, tea, mm-hmm. uh, found objects like acorns or, feathers. you know, feathers, yeah. etc. Um, you want to make sure that when you perform a spell that it is something you are taking seriously. Yes. And these are kind of my recommendations. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going to have a different take. Absolutely. On witchcraft in and of itself, but this is just my... Your personal... My yeah. personal thoughts mm-hmm. on this. Um, you have to take it seriously. If you're not sure, do some research. There are 
thousands of books out oh. there by witches uh, and hedge witches. And, you know, it, if you're not sure, yeah, buy, buy a book. Right. Do some reading. Mm-hmm. You know, do some research. Mm-hmm. Um, remember the rule of three, mm-hmm. always. And that is whatever you put out, it will come back to you times three. Correct. And that's positive or negative. Mm-hmm. So if you put something negative out there, it's going to bite you in the ass. Sure basically, is. yeah. If you want to learn more about yeah. that, I think in our when I talked about the craft, mm-hmm. uh, which was like yeah. one of the first ten episodes, right? We talked about the rule yeah. of three. Um, they can be super simple spells, right. or they can be super involved. Right. I mean, it depends on what yeah. you're doing or the witch that's mm-hmm. doing them. You can do them alone or you can do them with a coven. It's completely up to you. And again, we're kind of like... We're solitary practitioners. We are, um, but we're also like laid back. Like We're very laid back. I am like whatever. As long as you're not hurting anybody, whatever Mm -hmm. you as, you know, the Mm -hmm. witch or, you know, whatever you want to identify as... Do your thing. Like, yeah. I'm not here to tell you that what you're doing is wrong. Right, right. Um, but a, a lot of people think differently. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to put that out there. Um, with a coven, everyone's energy is being harnessed together. For one outcome. For one outcome or intention. So it is, mm-hmm. you know, often considered to be more powerful. Correct. But it's yeah. kind of like if you like to roll solo, mm-hmm. do your thing. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, like to have some friends, yeah, <laughs> do it that way. Um, pay attention to your own intuition and see what you're drawn to. Like, you are drawn to herbs. Yes, I am. Plants. Plants. I yeah. Um, so you would probably do spells that involve plants. Absolutely. I am not. No. So that would mm-hmm. not be what I... No, you're crystals. And I candles. Like crystals really. and candles. You are a candle... Right. So that would be what I would use in my mm-hmm. spells. Like, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't reach for herbs because that's not what I'm drawn to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, you know, you have to learn to harness your own right. energy and your own intention mm-hmm. and figure out what works for you, honestly. Right. Um, like, be, I, I would say be a little loose with it. Mm-hmm. Test some things. Yeah. You know? What feels what feels right. Right. Um. If you're into herbs, maybe grab a book on hedge witchery mm-hmm. or, you know, green witchcraft. Yeah. Um, if you are drawn to the moon, maybe you start with a moon ritual or a full moon ritual. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, listen to yourself. Right. Because I think that that's, like, at the core of magic and witchcraft, it, it's harnessing yeah. your own energy. Sometimes I think because we get a lot of people that will ask questions, I do think that people think if they're not perfect at everything or they don't have a grasp on you know herbs and crystals and spells and you know then they can't be a witch and that's you know I feel like everybody has their gift right you know what I mean or their strength not that you can't uh, be good at many things but like I know for me I'm always going to go to the plants first because I communicate with them right and they speak to me and that's where I draw inspiration and, and power from. And power from. That's what I mean. I really do think that at the core of it, it's about digging into yourself and mm-hmm. realizing what know you yourself. feel. Know yourself, mm-hmm. man. Um, and that's not easy. I'm right. not trying no, to make it sound like difficult. it's easy, but I think that that's kind of the first step is mm-hmm. like tapping into your own power mm-hmm. and seeing what mm-hmm. works for you. What worked mm-hmm. for you might not fucking work for me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, no offense, I don't care about plants nine times out of ten. Like, I just don't. Sorry. You don't. Are you disappointed? I saw that look. 
<sighs> okay, so I did want to say um, to not be like Willow. That's kind of why I picked this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to always consider like ethics. Yes. Um, you should never cast a spell that is meant to change someone uh, or their thoughts, feelings, emotions. Right. Like that is... A completely invasive. That's a big no-no. That's a big no-no. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there is a big argument in like the witchcraft community on whether or not that's assault. Mm-hmm. Because it's all about consent, right? right. Like if, if the person you are casting a spell upon is not consenting or mm-hmm. like say it's a love spell. Mm-hmm. And they're not interested. And you're like, well, I'm going to cast a spell to make you love me. That is... Yeah. That's a no-no. You're yeah. you're trying to alter the way that they feel. You're trying to alter them without their consent. Right. And that's And that you, also is usually not going to end up well because, no. you know, that old adage, be careful what you wish for because, yeah. you know, it's not cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, just mm-hmm. uh, that's putting it lightly, but mm-hmm. it's not cool. So I would urge you to Think about what you're doing <laughs> and what you're, you know, what yeah. you're uh, asking for. Right. Like, and I think that this episode is a great example. Um, Willow is not using magic properly. Correct. She's using it for personal gain. She's using it to get something she wants regardless of mm-hmm. uh, of the other person's thoughts or feelings. Right. And that's a no-no. Right. Um, so an ex- I wanted to give an example of a simple spell mm-hmm. uh, that you could start at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to talk about what we do on New Year's. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of let you explain it because you know that I'm bad at like mm. details and you're a Virgo. So yeah. we're good uh, attention to detail. Right. So um, it's just something that we did, the three of us, uh, you know, and it's kind of, again, using herbs. And for us, it was kind of like you want to end out the old year. You want to thank for the lessons and release things that did not serve you or are or are not serving you any longer. Right. And um, I feel like you write that down, you burn that on a piece of paper. Yeah, so we all sat together and we wrote down on a piece of paper what we what was not serving us. To release. To release, to release what we from, wanted to let go of. Uh-huh. And we burned it. Yep. And then be we, careful. Be, yeah. <laughs> Don't light yeah. your house on fire. And literally flush that shit down the toilet mm-hmm. um, and send it on its way. Right. You know. Goodbye. Release yeah. that shit. <laughs> yes. Goodbye. And then we took a piece of paper and we wrote down like what we aspired. What we the, wanted to call to us. What we wanted to bring into the new yeah. year. Um, and it, it, we, it's kind of like a prosperity spell, but that prosperity doesn't always mean money. It could mean, you know prosperity in a new job, prosperity in loving relationships. I mean, just prosperity in general. Right. So usually we use herbs. We took a piece of green cloth, which, you know, brings abundance and orange or earthy abundance bringing um, colors. Right. So we use that. You burn a green candle, put some herbs in there. Um, like patchouli, a clove was another one that we yeah. put in there. Uh, we put the piece of paper in there, wrapped it up, and then we have like a like a cauldron that we burn. And I we had some red cedar mm-hmm. that we um, and what's lit. red cedar for? Uh, for protection, for clearing, for getting rid of you know the old, and then burn some Palo Santo to bring in the new. Ethically you know, sourced, ethically sourced, right. of course. Um, 
And then we did that at midnight at the stroke, you know. So right. it's kind of like midnight of garden, good and evil, you know, one half hour before right. and one half hour after. Yeah. So it was basically you know, like letting go of what we wanted to let go of. A half hour before. Right. And calling, you know, mm-hmm. what we wanted to bring in the new year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That was kind of my spiel on spells. I It's really more in depth right. than that. It is. Um, yeah. And if you guys are interested, I would love to know and we can go more in depth. Yeah. But I kind of wanted to use this episode of Buffy as like a an intro to like the do's and don'ts. <laughs> Yes, you always you have to be careful in your wording. Like yeah. say, you know, I would like to um I don't know. I want to fall in love with No, what did you say? I don't want to be poor anymore yeah, or something. Yeah, like say I was, you know, sitting down and I'm like I don't want to be poor anymore. You're focusing your energy on being poor. Yeah. Like yeah, so you always want to use your wording positively. You know, right. to bring positivity, you don't want to bring in the negativity. You will say, I wish for abundance out in the universe, whatever that means. Like, I will be okay. I will have a good job. I will find love. I, you put that out into the universe. Abundance you will come to me. Yeah. Yeah. So you're focusing on the positive rather than mm-hmm. the negative. And the same goes for if you sit down and you're thinking about doing a spell towards another person like would that person feel the way you want them to without you casting a spell on them if the answer is no you probably should take a step back yeah (laughs) and think about what you're doing and rethink that yeah right Mm -hmm. um and this to me is like the best episode because willow loves tara and she didn't mean to she wasn't doing it she wasn't doing it to be malicious but she crossed a line and i think that that is kind of um any, I don't want to say an easy thing to do, but if you're not careful, there's always a consequence. There's always a consequence. And she paid it because right. Tara left her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, if you're interested in spells, like we, we do a lot of simple ones mm-hmm. that anyone could do with mm-hmm. stuff that's laying around your house. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you don't have to go out and buy a bunch of stuff. Uh, right. Um. So if you're interested in that, I don't know. Let us know because then we can like dive into that more because I right. think that that's fun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Good stuff. That's my lesson on the do's and don'ts of spells and kind of the basics. I like it. Do you like it? It's good stuff. Thanks. Yeah. It's a funny episode. Again, oh, it's hilarious. you're going to yeah. hear me say this a trillion times. Go fucking watch Buffy. If you yeah. haven't done it, just go do it. Uh, there's a lot of lessons to be learned in that show. There really is. There really is. And they do it in a, you know, kind of it's a entertaining. Yeah, an entertaining way. Yeah. It's good stuff. Good so that stuff. is Tabula Rasa. Tabula Rasa. All right. Am I up? First. <laughs> first. But first, we have to hear from our sponsor. Wonderful. This episode is sponsored by Grandpa and Chill, a fun new podcast that we know you guys will love, starring Brandon, Sierra, Finus, and of course, Grandpa. Here's the spiel. A grandson sits down to chill with his grandpa and friends, bridging the gap between millennials and the silent generation. Every episode is filled with in-depth conversations and no topic is off-limits. Sounds cool, right? Topics range from silly stories to heartbreaking tales and even feature a special call-in guest every episode. If you're looking to sit back, unwind, have a laugh, or possibly a small cry, make sure to check these guys out. Episodes are available everywhere you'd want to listen, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Head to the link in our show notes to give them a listen today. Take it from me. It will absolutely be worth your time. Thank you again to the Grandpa and Chill team.
my turn. <laughs> it's my turn, bitch. It's now my turn. All right. Do you know what I'm talking about today? I do. <laughs> is it? Is it what it's, I'm wearing? It could be, yeah, the Vincent Price sweatshirt that you have on. Yeah. I'm assuming that it's Vincent Price related. Girl, you know that I love Vincent Price so much. He you is do. like my favorite. My favorite. So I, when we change things up this week... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I stuck my foot in it. Oh, no. So I have been trying to do something with Vincent Price related for ever since we started this podcast because I just love him so much. So right. I was like, well, I'll do the cry of the Banshees, and then I can talk about the lore banshees. and the myth of Banshees, right? Right. It has been forever since I saw this movie. So oh, no. <laughs> let me just get right into oh, this right no. now. Okay. So Cry of the Banshee, 1970, British horror. Okay. We had a whopping $450,000 budget. Is that a lot? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. And it took in a paltry 1.3 mil. Did you say paltry? Paltry. What the fuck does that mean? Sad. Little. Oh. <laughs> paltry. I thought it meant chicken. No, that's poultry. <laughs> <laughs> I said paltry. Okay, paltry. <laughs> So let me just say right off the bat that this is considered a B-horror, right? Right. A B-horror movie. So we already know when we're going into B-horror movies. It's bad. It's shit bad. B right? for bad. B for bad. <laughs> bad scripts, bad lighting, bad sets, bad acting. They're just bad. And that's part of the appeal, right? It's bad, bitch. It's just bad. So you go in knowing that you're that it's going to be bad and it's like funny, it's right? Be trash. You, know, you know that you're seeing the strings hanging off the skeletons. You know <laughs> that there's an exorbitant amount of spider webs everywhere. Um, right. And it's I over love, the top. It's ridiculous. And their set design is like the 10, you know, tiered candelabras. Right. You know, it's tacky. It, it's it's ta- so tacky. It's tacky crap. Right. So we are tacky and I hate you. You're tacky and I hate you. You see me after class. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So I only, I'm not a huge, like, I I have friends that just watch B horror movies. You know? Okay. Um, So I have only just, I really just like Vincent Price B horror. Right. Um, Because because he is a shining star. I'm going to tell you that right <laughs> he now. He is the shining star. It is because in these ma- in these um, movies, no matter how big or small that his part is, he he always carries. He pulls it off. Hold on, what's his birthday? Have we talked about this I think before? May. I want to say, is he a Taurus? <gasps> <gasps> oh no! Is he? It's. I think it's May. All right, he was born. May 27th. Yeah, I have that. 1911. Holy 1911? shit. 1911? Hey. Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit. He was a Gemini. Okay, what? bitch. <laughs> I, we almost had a moment. We no offense, Tauruses. No. Yeah, but we Geminis, love you. I, I love Geminis. I mean, as friends. <laughs> I have a lot of Gemini like, friends. As friends. As friends. <laughs> I have a lot of Gemini friends. Um, yeah, so, he, um, yeah. <laughs> He's a Gemini. He is a Gemini. Mm, I love me some Geminis. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. So no matter how large or small his part was, he freaking rocked it. Okay. He was the tinsel on the half dead tree. <laughs> I want to keep the I want to keep the holiday spirit going. <laughs> did you write that in your notes? I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, shit. Put that on a shirt, bitch. So I don't even have to go into the cast of this movie because he's the only noteworthy actor in it. So oh, I'm, I'm going to leave it there. Um, this movie, oh, here's the plot. Set in the 1500s, Elizabethan England, and revolves around a wicked magistrate, played by Vincent Price, who tortures innocent villagers for his own entertainment under the guise of ridding his town of witches. Okay. Things go afoul, though, when he actually enacts his bullying on a coven of real witches who, of course, worship Satan. You know? Oh, Okay. Oh. Yeah. Six, six, mm-hmm. six. <laughs> and of course, they are dressed like something out of Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream. They are Is in it like black hats? white Is it- No, they're in like white togas. Remember Midsummer Mid uh, Midsummer Dream? White togas. They're in like white freaking sheets, low budget on the costuming, <laughs> and some twigs in their hair. <laughs> Okay, if you're going to go stereotypical, go stereotypical, I bitch. No, that's what I'm saying. It was so bad. So, um the head witch is named Una, and I could only kept every time he said her name, I kept thinking, I want to play some Uno. You know, the card game. <laughs> when have you ever played Uno in your life? I've played Uno. <laughs> I've played Uno. Um, anyway, she conjures a creature to destroy his family, to kill his family because, Well, you know, we're really riding the stereotypical wave here. Okay, wow. I'm in it. I'm in yeah, it. Yeah, so what I want to say is the thing that really offended me is, and, and I think I discussed this with you because when I, the first, how many minutes of the scene was like... It was a bad... Sexually inappropriate. <gasps> oh. You know, in the 70s, it was like okay, we're free to show women's boobs now or something. And it was always men taking advantage of women. And it's very... Of course. Uh, it's very disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it. But I noticed that that is a, mm. is a kind of a trend in 70s movies. That's a no from us. That is a no from us. Um, and I so I was like, I'm going to look up the rating on this. And it was considered PG. Actually, the rating in the 70s was called GP, was all ages admitted, parental guidance suggested. Dude, my my young kid would not have been coming into this film. Oh, no. So, anyway. Wow, Laura's really not liking this film. (laughs) I mean, it is, it's worse than a B film. Is it garbage? Anyway, it's a cinematic piece of crap. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) any who's it. The there is no what is this movie called? Banshees. Cry of Banshee. <laughs> there is no Banshee mentioned in this movie. Are you kidding? At one point at the dinner table, there's a howling wolf, and he says, "That could be a Banshee," and it's like, and then that's it. That's all we hear. So, okay, but, I've never seen this. I right. don't think I did. I say that I've never seen this, right. so I'm a little like, "What do you mean? What do you mean? There's no." I know exactly. So Una conjures this creature to destroy his family but the creature looks like hmm some sort of wolf man or something and he kills the family wolf man's got nards uh, yeah, exactly it's a guy <laughs> that turns into a creature uh, yeah and banshees are women hello she's pissed <laughs> i can see it on her face <laughs> So, and there's actually something that said in my research, no banshees appear in this film. (laughs) The banshee of this tale bears no resemblance to the normal usage of the term banshee. No banshees were harmed in the making of this film. 
<laughs> no banshees were harmed. No. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just so bad. Anywho's it. Here's the highlights of this movie. I love when you say that. Anywho's it. Here's the highlights. You ready for this? <laughs> ready. That, I wrapped up this movie real quick. Wrap it up. Um, so besides Vincent Price, that's it. That's the highlight. Oh. Um, this is celebrated as his 100th screen film. 100th. Oh, well. um, it is his last gothic horror role. Oh, oh. Okay. I wonder why. Oh. Um, the title sequence was actually designed and animated by Terry Gilliam. Do you know who that is? Terry Gilliam. Future yes, I do. Monty Python member yeah. mm-hmm. and director in his own right. He mm-hmm. did uh, the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, the I Brothers Grimm, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I knew that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the costuming was so bad. I mean, it's just worth it to go see the costumes. Like I said, the witches and togas, but Vincent Price. Witches and togas. That's a new one. Isn't it? I love that. It's. Uh, and that was ch- sarcasm. And the, and the chanting. Anyway, Vincent Price is wearing a chain around his neck that would make Flava Flav jelly. <laughs> Look like, at her pulling out that that fucking pop culture gem. Uh, oh my gosh. Was it a clock? No, it was this huge chain with this silver gold medallion. Funky gold medallion. Was it Robin Gibbass? It was Gibworthy. Oh shit. So um, the last tidbit I have on this movie is that it actually inspired the name of post punk rock goth group. Susie and the Banshees. This movie did. This. This, this is what get- movie. This <laughs> is what did it. This. Not the lore of Banshees. This. <laughs> Correct. Okay. So. Cool points have been lost, but all right. So I kind of had to, you know, I had to, you know, shift a little. I had to shift a little because I'm like, this is not going to take me long to go through this movie. It was bad. But I love Vincent Price so much that, you know, I'm going to talk about him a little because okay. I'm going to redeem him. Okay, do it. But first, I was I said, you know, cry of the Banshee. Let's talk about Banshees. I would love to learn about Banshees. That's what I thought I had signed up for you're here not today. Gonna, you're not going to learn from this movie. Oh, no. All right, so Banshee are a supernatural being in Irish and other Celtic folklore. Mm, okay. Uh, you are more likely to hear her, her, than see her. Her. And uh, she is known for her mournful wailing at night and was believed to foretell the death of a family member or a person oh, shit. that hears her cries. Okay. Okay, so you don't want to hear her. You don't want to hear the banshee. Right, right. No. Banshees appear in places of great sorrow and pain. They do not cause death, but they are considered harbingers of death. So they come to warn you oh, of death. Um, okay. Are they the female version of Mothman? <gasps> Ooh, yeah, probably. Okay, I love it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, they are known in Ireland by many names. Hag of the Mist. The <laughs> Hag of the Mist. <laughs> New band name called it Hag of the Mist. Hag of the Mist. Haggis. Uh, little 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 washerwoman. What's what's that about? And I'll tell you why they called her that because she could be seen washing the bloodstains out of the clothes of the soon to be departed families. I know that's weird, right? <laughs> A little bit. So the word banshee is old Irish, and it means woman of the fairy mound. 
Okay, I like okay. that. So her name is connected to the various mounds of earth that dot the Irish landscape known as, I'm now I'm going to butcher this, Tumali. Mm, nailed it. I know. Now, I want to be quite quite clear here that I have in the past tried to teach myself Gaelic because I find it to be a beautiful language. It's hard. Ooh, that's a hard one. It's rough. I need a Gaelic coach. A but, ro- hey, do you thatch roofs? Do you know Gaelic? <laughs> Now's sign your chance. Me, sign me up. So I am probably butchered that. But uh, so the Irish landscape known as Tumli, uh, which traditionally covered a grave or graves and were said to be home to the spirits of the dead. Oh, wow. Okay. The first accounts of banshees date back to 1380, and there are several origin stories about them. Love as it. As there always are, Right. Right. So, she could be seen, the first origin story is she could, the banshee could be seen as loving and a protector. Okay. And it would be the ghost of a young woman who was brutally killed and her death was so horrible that she now watches over families and loved ones, warning of impending death. She is the loving version and is actually thought to come to escort the loved ones safely, ensuring their safe passage to the other, to the other side. Okay, ow. Ow. So. Ow. Ow. Sounded like Cardi B. Did I? Yeah. I don't know what Cardi B sounds like, but. (laughs) Nailed it. So another possible origin story, which I thought uh, was interesting, is that banshees come from keeners who come out of the 8th century. Keeners were women in Ireland who sang songs of lament at funerals. Now, actually, in The Cry of the Banshee with Vincent Price. um, Vincent Price. Vincent Price. When one of the people in his family are murdered, um, there's these women weeping around the coffin. and And I think he calls them weepers. And he said, how much are we paying the weepers? Make sure they sing until the morning you know what I mean so there was a little bit of a connection there but they're actually called keeners um so they they sang these songs of lament but often they accepted as payment alcohol and that made them sinners and so <laughs> then they were doomed to become banshees I was just thinking like bitch I'm in I'll fucking sing you a tune for some alcohol me <laughs> Me, 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 me. <laughs> so they were uh, doomed to become a banshee because, uh, you know, they accepted alcohol for their tunes. Oh, shit. The most well-known version is the angry version of the banshee that most of us are acquainted with. Yeah. Uh, so while they were alive, they had reason to hate their family or family members, and they appear appear as distorted, frightening apparitions filled with hate, and they actually celebrate the demise of those they appear to. Okay. Like, in Charmed. They yes. were in Charmed. Uh-huh. Right. And that's that was kind right. of the storyline. So then. that's m- mainly most people know of the angry version. Right. So if you happen to catch sight of one, this is what they'll typically look like. Okay. Um, They usually appear in three forms. Do you know what they are? No. The mother, the maid, or the crone. No shit. Mm -hmm. You mean like the baby witch and the magic mama and the old old hag? Yeah. (laughs) Um, They're non-corporeal. So they're apparitions. Uh, They're considered beautiful. 
Um, they usually are wearing a white or silver dress, and they have long white or silver hair. But their eyes are always red from red. their constant crying because they're constantly crying. Oh, I'm Her, sad. I know. It's a sad ghost. <laughs> it's a sad it's a ghost. sad ghost. Okay. Her arrival was always signaled by shrieking, wailing, or keening. Um, and her cries were said to be able to shatter glass and drive one mad. <laughs> Leave that, that like... in. Leave it in. That was not me. There was a frog in my head. <laughs> what I thought was interesting, though, is that each family was believed to have their own banshee. What, what do you mean? Like each family or clan... You know, and specifically, they liked to appear to families that had O or MC in their name, like O'Brien or McNamara. Well, that Those, sucks. You know, fuck. <laughs> Jake, you safe? <laughs> We're good. You good? We all right. Our original family name was O Morrissey. Okay, was never it really? Mind. We're not o Morrissey. Good. You're I not take it good. Back. We're the, not safe. The banshees are coming for oh, you. Shit. Um, so you can usually see, uh, you can see um, Charm does one, Supernatural does yeah. one, um, Sabrina, the Adventures of Sabrina. So the new Sabrina, right? Um, you hear the banshee is in Darby O'Gill and the Little People, mm. and also in Leprechauns, yeah, which yeah. we're going to talk about <clears throat> and uh, written about in literature. You know, right? So much literature. Yeah, so what do you think about that? I'm, like, kind of sad. Mm-hmm. They're sad apparitions. They make me feel a little sad. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Because they're always wailing and crying. Am I going to be a fucking banshee? <laughs> I, like, tell me right now. <laughs> the okay. wild banshee. <laughs> I feel like I'm destined to be a banshee. Yeah. Um, we had, uh, I don't know if you remember this, we did a live stream mm -hmm. a while ago, mm -hmm. and we had one of our followers say that they swear that their father, uh, and I hope you're listening, mm -hmm. um, saw a banshee. Well, it, they say now that they're more myth and folklore, okay. and that the younger generations do not believe mm -hmm. in the banshee, but um, back in the day, like grandparents or whatever, you know, just back a few generations, it was considered sacrilege to not uh, believe or, you know, adhere to the lore of the Banshee because wow. they're thought to be taken seriously. I take them and seriously. And they get the, it's a, I, what my reading said, you know, they garner the same respect as the leprechauns in Ireland. So, right. Um, you know, should definitely take them serious. Yeah, I mean, we had someone that was, mm -hmm. I mean, very seriously, like, yeah, mm -hmm. I, my father saw a banshee, and yeah, so I wonder what it looked like because usually the maiden form is uh, the loving, you know, right, and the the older, the old hag is the mean one. So of course, hmm. mm -hmm. go figure there. <laughs> Are you a little bitter? I am bitter. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
So I have a little bit of extra time here, so I wanted to try to redeem my love for Mr. Vincent Price. Do it. So I'm going to go and talk about— You deserve it. I'm going to talk about him for a little bit because I just love him. I remember talking about B-movies. I remember probably one of my earliest memories is watching House on Haunted Hill with my grandfather. And so I've just always loved Vincent Price and his movies, and he kind of reminds me of my grandpap a little. He looks exactly like him. Yeah, he does, right? So— Vincent Price, born May 27th, 1911, and he died October 25th, 1993, at the age of 82. I know. He's considered an American actor, best known for his iconic voice, and considered the master of horror. He was born in Missouri, and his alma mater was Yale. What? Yeah. He went to Yale? He sure did. He sure did. He sure did. Oh, I'm shocked. I know. He appeared um, in stage, television, radio, um, and in more than 100 films. And he actually has two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Two? Mm -hmm. One for his movie career and one for his television career. Mm Aw. Okay. Interesting. This is so interesting to me. His grandfather was Victor Clarence Price, who invented Dr. Price's baking powder, which was the first tartar-based baking powder. But it's secure. I know. You're like, why did you have to pull that? What the fuck does that mean? Because it's secured, like, so his family was very well off. They became very rich from his invention. baking powder? From the baking powder. And it secured his family fortune. And so, no, that's how he could afford to go to Yale. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, okay, wow, that's shit. That's so funny. So he came from a well-off family is what I'm saying. Uh, maybe um, I'm just jealous, but maybe, okay. But he, you uh, couldn't well, have he, fucking invented baking powder? But if powder? you ever notice how he um, carried himself, he was very... You know, poised. and Day classy. He was very classy. Mm-hmm. He was a classy dude, man. Um, he was of English descent and an actual descendant of Peregrine White, the first white child born in colonial Massachusetts, born on the Mayflower while it was docked in Provincetown Harbor. So he is like... Day classy. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> He's right there. He uh, started out as a character actor and established himself as a recognizable horror movie star after his leading role in House of Wax in 1953. I love House of Wax. Is that one? That's like one of my favorites. Mine too. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Not the, not the 2005 <laughs> remake with uh, Chad Michael Murray, uh, Jared Padalecki, and Paris Hilton. It's different. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, so many of his movies, he's considered so iconic, but many of his movies have been remade, like The Fly. Of course, Jeff Goldboom. Goldboom. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldboom. New band name called it. Goldboom Boom. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So he did the. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it a moment. Let that sink in. Oh no! What <gasps> is that real? <laughs> oh my god! Jeff Goldblum on the nude beach. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, so he made the fly, and <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep going. <laughs> Just going to keep going. Uh, So he made The Fly in 1958, and Jeff Goldblum remade it in 1986. Sure did. Goldboom? Goldboom. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Lucky boom boom down. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, House on Haunted Hill came in 1959 and was remade in 1999. I, I do like that remake. I do I too. Will say. Some Tay Diggs. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tay Diggs isn't it? What? What's so funny about that? <laughs> the way you said it. What? Some Tay Diggs. Some Tay Diggs. Some Mr. Tay Diggs. I do like Tay Diggs. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Now, one you might not know. You might not know this one. 1964, The Last Man on Earth. Uh-huh. He did it, and it was remade in 2007 with Will Smith. With Will Smith, I am Legend. <laughs> I you knew that. Shut up. Maybe people out there might not know. Okay. Um, he's particularly known for his collaborations with Roger Corman on his Poe adaptations. So right. a lot of movies, you know, The Pit and the Pendulum, Mask of the Red Death, Raven, House of Follow the House of Usher. Um, also monologued on Michael Jackson's <laughs> Thriller. Uh-huh. And his last theatrical release was in Edward Scissorhands in 1990. Okay, stop that right now. I'm going to cry. So, but he was so known for his voice because his voice was so, what? Jacob, stop it. What's so funny? Fall of the house of Usher. <laughs> we do. Did he pull up a picture of Usher? <laughs> Usher Raymond? <laughs> Oh, my God. Stop that. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Okay, go <laughs> So um, he uh, voiced Tim Burton's Vincent, mm-hmm. which was based on him, and Professor Radigan in The Great Miles Detective. Okay. And, and he was Iron Tail, and here comes Peter Cottontail, which I love. So two things I wanted to say before I cut out. Okay. Um, this I found so interesting. He was... Um, actually an art collector, an avid art collector. He had a, his degree was in art history. I knew that, yeah. Um, he was a gourmet cook <clears throat> and had a lifelong love of roller coasters. I had to throw that in there. Okay, that's odd. But, but Vincent <laughs> and Mary Price donated 90 pieces from their private art collection and a large amount of money to establish the Vincent Price Art Museum in East Los Angeles Community College. And it is the first teaching art collection owned by a community college in the United States. And ultimately, the two of them doted, doted, donated 2,000 yes. pieces of okay. art. Okay. So I thought that was really interesting. I knew about his um, his art history thing because I studied Did art you? in college. Yeah, oh. and I, I knew that. Um, but I didn't know about didn't the, know so do we need to go? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, of course. Love that. And he himself was an artist, so. He, I, I knew that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's done some. Well, actually, that bag you bought me um, is his art, right? Is it his art? Yeah, so you can go. I, th- I think it's called the Vincent Price Foundation. Foundation or well, something? Well, the Vincent Price at Master of Menace. His daughter, Victoria, um, has uh, a website called Vincent – it's Vincent at vincentprice.com okay. uh, to keep her father's legacy alive. Right. So she, there's shirts on there, and you bought me the bag. And right. Yeah, so you can go on there and check that out. And actually, so his daughter, Victoria, I'm going to end with, uh, says that he may have been the master of horror on screen but was a great dad off screen. Um, This is what she had to say. He was somebody who did not see differences. He saw all of us as being connected as one. And he was an anti-elitist, tolerant 
accepting and kind, promoted freedoms of all kinds. Uh, He spurned segregation and hate in the 50s, and when Victoria came out as gay, he was fully supportive and one of the first celebrities to do public service announcements um, discussing AIDS. So what, I mean, he just seems like such a cool dude. Okay. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. I like the, I mean I'm I'm really happy to hear that he, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you like have these idols and you yeah. find out that they're kind of pieces of shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think we do a really good job. I think the people that we like are usually pretty cool human beings. We've you got know. some winners, yeah. 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 Except Denzel's a Capricorn, so I don't know. Ah. I, I have to investigate. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll do some further deep diving on mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so um, please go check out uh, some Vincent Price. What is your favorite Vincent Price movie? <clears throat> um, I really do love House on Haunted Hill, mm-hmm. um, but I've also always loved House of Wax. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, I do like Pit and the Pendulum, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like there's I can't so much. I mean, out of over 100 films. I, Comedy of Terrors, I don't think you've ever watched that. I have not seen that. 1963, Peter Lorre, Boris Karloff, and Basil Rathbone. So freaking hilarious. I love that one. That's probably yeah, one I'm, of my favorites. I think that he, he does remind me of, of, of my great-grandpa, mm-hmm. your grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um but I do love his movies, mm-hmm. um, and there is always magic involved somewhere. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So I feel like somewhere in the future we'll be able to tap into him a little bit more. But I just wanted to set him up with a little background. And, I love um, that. I really like yeah. that, seriously. He, that was a good one. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's just a cool-ass dude. So He's a righteous dude. He's a righteous dude. Yeah, so maybe visit, I don't know, that website we just dropped and get yourself a tote bag. Yeah. I don't know. Check out, yeah, check out his uh, daughter and keeping her dad's uh, legacy alive. Aww. Yeah. And I think they do like uh, live things where they'll, um, she'll host them and you can ask questions about his movies and stuff like that. Well, that's so cool. Yeah. So it's a, it's a cool site to check out. All right. I love that. Yeah. Way to go, Laura. Thanks, man. Up top, girl. Thanks, girl. All right. I mean, is that? I think that's, uh, you know, I think I covered the movie that was, you know, pretty crappy. Um, <laughs> piece and then of shit. We talked about the lore of Banshees. And then, you know, I redeemed uh, my love of Vincent Price with, uh, you know, some info on some of his other awesome movies. And Pristine Execution, 10 out of 10. All right. Good. <laughs> Two enthusiastic thumbs up. All right. You know what that means. What? It's time for Killer Quotes of the Week. Sweet. Okay, mine is, I just want to be alone and quiet in a room with a chair and a fireplace and a tea cozy. I don't even know what a tea cozy is, but I want one. Which is Buffy Summers, and that was sent in by Sophie G. Nice. Thanks, Sophie G. Nice. All right, am I up? Let's see. Oh, be excellent to each other from Bill and Ted. And their excellent adventure. That's sent in from Miss Eclectic Mama. Thanks Aww, so much. We love you guys. Yes. Um, thanks for sending in your quotes. If you want to be next week's killer quote of the week, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet. Um, and we'll tell you what to do. If you want some bloopers and extra goodies and extra episodes, uh, make sure to check out our Patreon. Yeah. Um, give us a like, give us a thumbs up, give us a rating on wherever you're listening. Um, it really does help yeah. us out. 
and will keep us going for 30 more episodes. <gasps> 30 more episodes. Yes. Oh my God. How exciting. All right. We love you guys. TTFN. All right. Cut print. Check the gate. Moving on. <laughs>